Hello and welcome to another awesome episode, another doozy of an episode. This one is a big one. We are still talking about red flags in dating and today we are talking about the gaslighting red flag. So Katie, you, uh, you saw this video and you were telling me about it, about like kind of the origin of gaslighting, that it was from like some old movie. Yes. I've said it before. I think that it's, I think the name of the movie is called Gaslit or Gaslight. I actually should probably look it up. <laughs> I can do that while you tell the premise of it. <laughs> uh, so the premise of where the term came from is this man is talking to his wife at, at their house and he's flicking on and off the lights. And she's going, she's like trying to figure out why the lights are acting the way they are. And she's trying to figure it out and she's offering up all these suggestions. And he's just making her crazy. Oh, it's nothing. They're, like, the lights are fine. They're not really doing anything. You're, you're overreacting. You don't need to worry about this. Um, and... I, I have not actually seen the movie Gaslight. Yes. Yeah. It's just called Gaslight. Um, well, I've just, I've heard people talk about it and I, so I've heard about it. And so I don't know exactly how the conversation goes, but he, he basically, he's just making his wife think she's crazy while causing the craziness himself. He's the one flicking on and off the lights and saying, you're crazy for even thinking they're flickering. And that's the premise of that. Yeah. And so Term. what, what we've kind of, in what we've been studying in everything is we've kind of come to understand that gaslighting is all about making the problem about the other person, no matter what it is, uh, making them feel like it's their fault that things are happening to them. Even, even in terms of, and this is the one that, one that really surprised me, someone coming home saying that they were bullied at school and saying, well, it must've been something you did. You're the problem. You, you did something to encourage that bullying. You didn't stand up for yourself. You, you know, you should have just given them your lunch money. You should have done their homework for them. You know, the classic like Hollywood <laughs> teen TV show bully movies. But um, in in the real world, you know, like my mind is just kind of like, how could people actually think this way? That like it's your fault you get bullied. It's your fault that you're abused in a relationship. Like that doesn't make sense in my head. Well, I think the sneaky part about it is someone who's gaslighting is telling the person, your emotions aren't valid. They're not real. Hmm. You shouldn't be feeling the way you are feeling. So you are at fault, not only for the feelings you're feeling, but for bringing them up to me because they're not valid. They're not, there's no place for them in this relationship. And so I think it's, it's odd because when we, we think about it in terms of bullying, we know the classic signs of, oh, well, a bully will try to take your lunch money. A bully will try to um, steal your food. And then you don't really think about all the things that a bully might do on the outside that's sneakier, the emotions. I'm going to make other friends not want to be your friend. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm just going to make you think you're crazy that I thought she was my friend. Like, <laughs> nope, you're crazy. Of course they're not your friend. And it, so I think gaslighting is a very sneaky emotional abuse that people don't see coming. See, and that, that's, a, that's a hard one for me to hear because that is something we personally have dealt with with our daughter is 
she has had people that she thought were her friends go behind her back, tell lies, and turn friends against her, and come home just in tears wondering why she's being treated so poorly, why she's being... I mean, she's had friends come up to her face and say, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I heard this about you. I heard you said this. And, you know, she's like, but, but I didn't. And it's like, well, that's what I heard. So we're not friends anymore. And I'm just like, who, who would do this type of thing? And a gaslighter. It is uh, an abuser, a gaslighter, a bully. These are the types of people that will use these techniques. But we wanted to read through uh, a few of the most common phrases that you will hear from a gaslighting individual. Someone that, and, and these, are, these are just very crafty ways to, once again, turn the problem into it's your problem. It, they will, this will never include uh, the words, my bad, that's, that's my fault, that's on me, it's something I need to correct. There will never be any accountability in this. It'll always be blame. So you, you want to read through some of those? Or did you have other thoughts? <laughs> you, you look like you, you were going to say something. Uh, well, I was. It's hard to recognize gaslighting without knowing the common phrases because it is so sneaky. Like a really good gaslighter will not be obvious. They will convince you that absolutely this is your fault. And so you're going to enter this conversation thinking, okay, yeah, it is me. That makes sense. That's totally understandable. Whereas if you can start recognizing these, these phrases, then you can go, oh, wait a second. That's one of those phrases that that's not me. And it can help you start turning around and saying, okay, these phrases are opposite triggers, <laughs> anti-triggers of saying... Defenses oh, against? Yes, of saying, okay, oh, that's, that's one of those phrases. Now I'm going to pay attention and in, in listen in terms of gaslighting. Are you gaslighting me? And it, it can bring that to mind in the conversation to help you better. And, and I think that that's just one quick note before we get into these. If you hear these phrases from someone, it doesn't necessarily mean, and we need to make sure that this is very clear, that doesn't mean that person is a gaslighter. That doesn't mean that they are a toxic individual. Sometimes people genuinely, when they say certain phrases like, I don't remember doing that at all. And you might be thinking, are they trying to make me feel crazy about what I remember? They might not actually remember. And so there, there are those instances and it's still one of those things that, but, but yeah, you know, we can't just automatically assume that other people are using those toxic, toxic traits. I want to point out as I start to read these, you said, I don't remember saying that. This is the opposite. This is the gaslighting phrase. You are remembering it wrong. You are just jealous. You need help. Stop exaggerating. That never happened. You're overthinking this. That was never my intention. Now that one I can see because that one is, that's not what I intended. I say that. Yeah. Like in things I say, I, I, that wasn't my intention. Well, yeah, and you'll, you'll approach me with something I've done that you're like, this hurt my feelings. And genuinely, I'm like, that was not my intention. I was not out to hurt your feelings because I don't have that kind of malice toward you. So, yeah, that's one of those phrases that, yeah. But, yeah, again, noticing that one said that was taking it personal. Yeah. That was not my intention. That, that can go either way. Um, this is all your fault. I'm only telling you this because I love you. 
If you loved me, you'd let me do what I want. <laughs> You're overreacting. Oh, that one. <laughs> you made me do it. I was just joking. I think that one really gets to me because it's like, in a real relationship, on things that are hurting, it's okay to say, it may have been intended as a joke, it wasn't funny. And that should change the joking status. And because if you're in a good relationship, that person says, I'm sorry, I didn't intend to hurt your feelings. I will make this change. And then in the future, that you will actually see that change. They won't joke about that with you. I mean, to be honest, there's a difference between joking and teasing in a good relationship and in a gaslighting relationship. Well, and we, we talked about that in a previous episode. You know, are they playfully teasing you or are they making fun of you? That there is that fine line that, yeah, when someone says, I was just joking, you say, it didn't feel like a joke. It felt like you were making fun of me. Okay. You're I'm overreacting. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. See, it's so easy to say, oh, I was just joking. Well, it didn't feel that way. It hurt. Oh, you're overreacting. Take a joke. And, and to say, to respond to that, you say, I don't have to feel hurt to enjoy your company. I don't need to take a joke if it's making me hurt. If you cared about me, you would change how you're joking so that you are not hurting me because that should never be an intention in a relationship. It should never be, I know this might hurt you, but I think it's funny anyway, so I'm going to do it anyway. How is that healthy? Yeah. If your partner knows they're causing you pain, they should be changing it. I know I keep saying should. And I know should is one of those words, but. They need to be changing it. Like if, if they want that relationship to be healthy and to continue, that is a change that has to happen. And that might be one of those things that you're like, I tell people that all the time. Like I was just joking. Maybe they give you that look of like, really? Like you went there? I was just kidding. You, you need to reconsider the types of jokes you're saying. Know your audience. And it's an easy out. I, and I understand that. That when you realize, ooh, I made a mistake. I was just joking. And it's kind of like, you're, it's a lot of people's way of saying, oh, I take it back. And so sometimes it could be a mistake. Once, twice, I get it. People, people make mistakes and they are learning. Okay, that was crossing line. Oh, okay, yeah. that was a boundary. That, that isn't something I should joke about. Okay. Now I know, and there should be change there. If there is no change and the jokes keep happening about the same things and you keep hurting, that's when it's no longer, oops, just a mistake, I'm just joking, whatever. It's, I am purposefully teasing you in a way I know is hurtful, and I want you to just take it because I think it's funny. And I want to see, you know, that I can push you around and you're not going to defend yourself. And how far can I push you? Yeah. It's, it really is testing. It's like what kids do with their parents when they throw tantrums to get their way. This is a way to push those buttons to see what they can get away with. Because if they can, um, if they can nudge you just a little bit further, a little bit further each time, eventually you don't even recognize the fact that you are in an abusive relationship because all you, all you do is see it as your fault. One, one that, uh, and this is, this has come up recently in a conversation I had. Um, there are people that have told me, 
in, in the abusive relationships that they're in, well, maybe it's what I deserve. Let me be perfectly clear on this. Nobody deserves abuse. Nobody. No Plain matter the mistakes. Yeah. You cannot justify abuse. You cannot say with, a, with, with good conscience that I deserve to be hurt, manipulated, lied to, abused, gaslit, and made to feel like I'm insane and that I have all the problems and that my behavior made them abuse me. If that is the way that you're thinking, get out of the relationship and seek help. You need to talk to someone and you need to get away. I think it's important to note that in a relationship that is good and healthy, all of your emotions and all of your partner's emotions are valid. They may not make sense. Like sometimes Cameron's emotions don't make sense to me. <laughs> that, does, that does not mean I say, well, you can't have them because they don't make sense to me. Right. And there are times when I just don't want to be touched and I don't have a reason but that's what I'm feeling. And it doesn't have to make sense to Cameron, but I expect him to honor that when I'm feeling that way. And so it's important to recognize and acknowledge to yourself, all of the emotions in the whole relationship are valid. I can't cross out and cancel my emotions because my partner is saying theirs are more important, theirs are bigger, theirs take priority. Nobody should take priority. They should all be out. They should all be valid. They're all on the table in a real healthy relationship. Yeah. And so if you feel you can't share your emotions in, in a positive way where you say, you know, okay, I've been feeling some of these emotions that I really need to talk to you about it, but it makes me a little nervous. That still happens to me. Having a good relationship doesn't mean you're not going to hesitate about sharing something. Some emotions are hard to handle. And sometimes when they're confusing emotions, you're like, I don't know what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling it yet. I'm just going to share and try to be as, as specific as I can because I need you to know. Yeah. As, as my spouse, as my partner, as my everything, I, I just need you to know these are the, all the emotions I'm having, so they're out there. And so if you are feeling your emotions are not valid that you have to hide some or you, you just have to oh if if I just if you know if I have dinner ready um and I can get my partner fed then 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 the night will be good yeah. and it's like well what if you have a bad day and dinner isn't on the table is this suddenly a problem because bad days are going to happen days are going to happen emotional days are going to happen I guess it's a feeling of like safety to have emotions yeah I guess yeah. It's my long way think, of saying think, it yeah. shortly. <laughs> I think summed up, safety is the perfect word there. Do you feel safe? Um, and can you trust that person with your emotions? Absolutely. Was, was, did we make it all the way through the list of what you had? Uh, let me check. I said that over-exaggerating. You're blowing things out of proportion. I didn't do anything wrong. You are too sensitive. Mm, yeah. Because if you look at them, it really is belittling your emotions. You have a vivid imagination. You are imagining things. Um, you're just insecure. You're not remembering correctly. Um, this is your problem to deal with. I didn't abuse or mistreat you at all. Oh, yeah. And when you're in an emotionally vulnerable state, I feel like that one especially 
the absolute flat denial, you're like, oh, maybe I need to reconsider. Um, if you are feeling it, it is real to you yeah. and it needs to be addressed. Yeah. So one, one thing I, I did a bit, a bit of research on in all of this is I also looked up, okay, so what's, how do we defend against gaslighting? And I, I think the best advice that I found, the best thing that I found was it was all kind of summed up in the phrase, you are enough or knowing your worth. If you know how you are entitled to be treated, if you know the way that you feel is valid, if you know that you are worthy of love, respect, safety, and trust, then these gaslighting phrases will have a much smaller impact and you will be aware of them to the point that you can get away from the individual or the, the environment that is causing these types of gaslighting events in your life. So that is why I do exercises with my kids and with myself of, and with my friends of asking them, why are you awesome? What makes you great? What have you done that's awesome today? Um, what have you accomplished today? Focus on the positive. So many people, we are almost conditioned to tell the world how hard we have it, to tell the world how much we're struggling, to say that, you know, oh, I think things are really hard and, and you know, to, to almost embellish and romanticize having a difficult life. It's okay to say, I did something awesome. I had this really cool experience. I got, I, I got this uh, awesome gift from this friend. I have amazing friends. I love my family. I hear all the time, like the groaning that happens when, you know, like, oh, you have that many kids? How's the family? Oh man, if I could go back to not having kids. I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate when we embellish like the fact that families are hard. Yes, they're hard, but you will not find more joy in this life than you get out of watching that family grow. And I experienced that this last weekend. I realized how much joy I got watching my kids play soccer. I didn't realize how much I loved watching them experience life. And it was such a beautiful thing to watch my kids out there having fun, playing sports. That was my happiness. There, there, I, like, I would have picked that over being on a yacht. And I'm not, I'm not making that up. I'm not just trying to sound um, humble or anything. You couldn't put a bigger smile on my face than watching my daughter almost score a goal in soccer. Like, man. Or, or when my daughter did score a basket in basketball. Like... I was the loudest one. I was her coach at the time too. And my hands were up in the air and I was screaming at the top of my lungs. There is very few times that I will feel more joy in my life than in those moments. So recognize your worth, recognize the good in your life, recognize that you deserve to be happy. And then the gaslighting will not work against you. So I don't know if you had any other defensive thoughts of, against gaslighting or. Well, you were talking to me about um, our daughter and how to, how to respond to gaslighting. And I really liked when you pointed out staying calm. This, it's knowing, knowing your truth and knowing that your feelings are valid and staying confident in that. It's, it's about not allowing the craziness to take hold. Know who you are, know that your feelings are you, and stay Stay calm and stay truthful when 
when approached with gaslighting. If someone tells you you're over-exaggerating, say, that may be what you think. These are important things to me that I'm bringing up and we need to discuss them. It's just the way, it's the way I feel. It's, it's important to not back down yeah. in that. And, and I'm not saying get into an, a screaming match. I'm saying uh, remain calm and step out of the situation. Say, I feel you're not listening to me. We can discuss this another time. That was another big thing was it said, walk away. Remove yourself from that scenario. And walking away does not mean you're quitting. Right. And, and a gaslighter will want you to stay in the conversation and not leave. So they'll, they'll try to make you stay because the further deep into the gaslighting they can get you, the more vulnerable you are and the more they will win. So to calmly be able to say, I'm going to step away from this. We can talk about it later is, I think, your biggest, biggest tool. I'm not going to yeah. say weapon because it's not a, no, it's not a weapon. It's a tool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for this conversation about gaslighting. Uh, this has been fantastic, and I hope you guys learned things. Uh, please reach out to us if you need anything, and the details will follow in the, uh, in the closing notes there. So appreciate it again, and we really appreciate our listeners and the support you guys give us. So continue to tune in, share this podcast, send it to anyone you feel this may be a benefit to, and we will talk to you later. If you liked what you heard today, please don't forget to take just a few seconds to rate us and share this episode with someone you think it may benefit. If you have any questions for Katie or myself, feel free to reach out to us at recoveryu2 at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having you back next week.